With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Zeta. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week, we're uh, we're getting gross. It's a gross movie, I'll say it. It's Loverboy from 1989, directed by Joan Micklin-Silver, who we haven't talked about on the show for quite some time, but you may remember her as the director of another horrifying romantic comedy, Baby Cakes. Or, oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I fucked it up. Invisible Child, which I guess isn't a romantic comedy. It's not a romantic comedy at all. It's a terrifying psychological drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's something romantic about, you know, her love for the children. And now you're right. It's, there's nothing romantic. <laughs> no, about. no, no. It's just fucking terrifying. And th- all right. So, so if that's a terrifying family drama, this is a terrifying romantic comedy. Yes. yes. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Because I believe, Steve, you summarized it best with the note you just said to me. Well, it's just a, it's a network of would be pedophiles. <laughs> It's just all these Excuse women, me? It's all these women who are really into this really super young looking dude. Now, and again, this movie does like to say a lot. Like, why is it so weird if a, a guy wants to date a 20 year old woman? Nobody bats an eye. I get it, and it's fine. But this movie could also be called Manhattan for Girls, all right? Because <laughs> it's just. Kind of, it's, I think yeah, it's gross what, on both ends. That's the thing. It's like, you know, everyone raves about Manhattan, but I kind of can't watch that movie. No, it's kind of, well, especially now. That's a. Well, yeah, but still. Still yeah. has gorgeous photography from master cinematographer Gordon Prince of Darkness Willis. Do they call him the Prince of Darkness? I didn't make it up. <laughs> no, they're calling Woody Allen the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> no, Gordon Willis, man. No, never mind. Wrong uh, fucking movie podcast. We're talking about pedophiles here. <laughs> so, Eric, what is this movie about? Aside from a network of would-be pedophiles. Well, this is about, you know, Patrick Dempsey, ultra-cool college kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he parties a little too hard, gets himself out of the game of college into the hard streets of working at a Mexican-themed pizzeria <laughs> in which he becomes a male prostitute and comedy ensues. Comedy with a big fat question mark at the end of it. Yep. So this was like a string of Patrick Dempsey romantic comedies. Now, this is I, I made a note to myself at the start of the show to read this because it is one of the funniest things I've found on IMDb in a while. It's the intro uh, paragraph to Patrick Dempsey's IMDb biography, Uh and I think it might be written by his mother. This is, all right, so, you know, every actor kind of has these, but so, just listen to this. 
Patrick Dempsey has lived two charming but separate lives on film and television. From an exuberant, somewhat awkward charmer in the college comedy films of the late 1980s and early 1990s, he has morphed spectacularly into a dreamy, wavy-haired television hunk of the New Age millennium. And this seductive new image has since spilled off into romantic lead roles back on the large screen as a slightly offbeat, self-effacing Prince Charming type. What? <laughs> All of that, man. That's insane. His name's also Patrick Galen Dempsey. Mm. So, I don't even know where to begin with this movie, man. There's so many problems with it. One, he's a punk rock guy at the beginning of this movie. Right. Drops it. For like eight well, seconds. Let's, to start where it starts... Cartoon intros. Oh, thank you. Yes, the the 1980s cartoon intro where we got our credit sequence and a shittily animated cartoon over. I don't understand why they wouldn't pay real animators for this. You know what I mean? Like or like all these these cartoon openings. I don't even mind that much. It's always just the shittiest animated thing. The only good one is Christmas Vacation. That's a pretty nice. Pretty tight animated piece. That is a solid animated one. I'm thinking of another terrible one. The second weekend at Bernie's movie has a really shit-ass one. Previous episode, Madhouse. That's another terrible one. I'm pretty sure both City Slickers, but at least the first one. The first one definitely does. And I mean, that second one's just a clone of the first one, so why the hell not? Probably. They just don't do anything. Like, I'm not being entertained. Just get to the movie. Mannequin? Mannequin, yeah. Probably, yeah, I think Mannequin does. Yeah, at least one of them does. <laughs> and, well, this is like, it's about a car that is his, it's got a sombrero and a mustache that's kind of delivering pizzas. At one point, it's like shit's pizzas. <laughs> yeah, it's just shit. <laughs> it's like seen like, is it like sexy cars or something? Yeah, it's like, he's trying to have hey, sex with a lady car. That's a nice lady car. I'm going to excrete pizza on her. That's what the... <laughs> Ew. But, it does. But that's why this this sequence is useless, because the car is the delivery car yeah. that he drives around in the movie, but I haven't seen this shitty movie yet. I don't know what this dumb car is. Why am I watching a car wearing a sombrero drive around trying to fuck another car? And he, like, jumps on the <laughs> other car in a second, and she's like, get off of me, other car. Like, it's really like a rape. Then he's getting towed, and it's just like, oh, no, get back here. He's and the towed, girl car is laughing at him. Towed by Larry the Cable Guy's car from... The- <laughs> oh, no, now Mater's got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. Oh, man, Mater. Mater. I think he's played Mater more times than he's played a character named Larry. <laughs> he's terrible. Well, no, every day he wakes up, he's playing a character named Larry. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, we're introduced to Patrick Dempsey. Like I said, he's like a punk rock guy. He's got yeah. some bleach blonde hair. There's a weird thing. The calendar clearly says 1987 on it. And I, I thought that that was a thing because like they were going to cut to like two years later or three years later. But it's just the same summer. Which yeah. is really strange. Maybe it sat on the shelf or... Um... I would not be surprised if this took some convincing to put out. <laughs> well, maybe it's a period piece. <laughs> oh, remember the crazy times of 1987, everybody? Oh, yeah. Here we in were 1989. In a, we were in like a pre-diehard America. God, I don't want to know it. <laughs> so he's like gussying up his shitty dorm room because his lady friend's coming well, over. Gussying up is including kicking apple cores under the bed. This is how this uh, guy... Like, yeah, he's in college. L- like I said, gussying up. Okay. <laughs> and his 
anonymous friends show up, and then a big fat college party breaks out where people and are doing beer an, bongs. And it's an impossible college party. Yeah, like it the is. door opens, and then suddenly a hundred people come in. It's like you know what? Get out of my house. <laughs> Seriously, how yeah. about that? I didn't invite. I clearly didn't invite you. Every, you all have little dorms of yourselves. Totally. It's it's five words. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Your girlfriend's not breaking up with you. You're not getting kicked out of school. And, you know, you don't have to become a fucking gigolo. Well, <laughs> this is the problem with the character is he's a pushover in the start. Yeah. He won't, you know, stand up against his friends or anyone. Uh, I, you know, you'd think the character would evolve, but he never does. No, he's just a big fucking wimp this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you also have, like, this whole thing where he's scared to tell his father that he's living with a woman or has a girlfriend or whatever. They're, yeah. yeah, they're living together, which what? doesn't make sense why the house is such a shambles to begin with and why he's like, oh, wow, that's a little sexist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a woman can't be sloppy, huh? No, but it, the way that they present it, and you're right, I am a sexist, but the way they present it is like, <laughs> it's like, oh, man, my fucking college dorm room is like pizza boxes all over that's the place. That's true. I yeah. feel, it was jarring to find out that they do live together. Also because it's like... I guess that's a thing out west, huh? Co-ed living arrangements on campus. Does oh, that exist? I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, probably now that shit's a lot yes. more lax. Like I know where right. we went to school, they kind of were did? getting into that right as we were leaving. Oh man! But in 1989 or 1987, whenever they made this movie, 1976, <laughs> you know, probably not as much. <laughs> yeah, he, t- he takes her out to a date to go see Taxi Driver. <laughs> man. That's a blown date, speaking of Taxi Driver. When Robert De Niro takes Civil Shepherd to go see that porno. Yeah. What a fucking mistake, Travis Bickle. That'd be like taking a girl to see Loverboy. <laughs> it's, it's a dirty movie. It's dirty enough. It's like cutesy dirty, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, like is. either yeah, get yeah. down to fucking yep. or just dance You're around right. it. There isn't really nudity, is there? There's no nudity. There's no like there's no like real sex either. It's all like postcoital precoital. Yeah. Except for like one sequence where it's like hidden behind these like drapes or whatever. And oh, yeah. the fucking Foley department had no idea what to go on. <laughs> I don't know if no one in that recording studio had participated in sexual intercourse before <laughs> they're throwing a rack of ribs down the stairway dude you know, it like... sounds like someone just pushing a mop into a bucket of water <laughs> oh, no 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 they know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to figure that one out but it, it works <laughs> it's a worthwhile <laughs> skill so she comes home and like kicks all of his friends out and kicks him out and yeah, he's sleeping in the hallway and then he wakes up it's like moving day and he's like come on I need to get my stuff and he's whining and she's like oh fuck here I packed you leave, and he's like, "Oh, why are you so upset?" And he was like, "I get, I got you a gift, and it's a football jersey, which doesn't make any sense, like, because he's not a jock at all. It doesn't. He, not only that, like, why would she think she would want that? Well, that's like you know, classic guy, you know, stupid. Uh, Homer yeah. gets Marge the bowling ball. Happy right. birthday, baby. Pulls you know. a boner. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but then, like, you know, he's like, oh, my dad's coming. You got to get out of here. And he's been, like, telling the parents that he's living with some dude named Vic. Yeah. And here comes this dad who, like, f- spot him from a mile away, homophobe of the century. <laughs> you know, and it's just like. This movie is homophobe of the century, in oh, case you're wondering. Yeah. No, I mean, the gay panic in this movie is, like, really obnoxious. It's like a knee slapper. Like, could you imagine having a gay son? And everyone's, like, hooting and hollering in the fucking homophobic Reagan audience. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's a lot of like, like oh, you think it would happen to the other guy's son. Yeah. Uh, my son. Yeah, totally. Like, he fucking got drafted to go to Nam. Like, oh, I never thought it would hit this close to home. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But so they they go home. She breaks up with them. She's like, fuck you. You're ashamed of me or whatever. You don't care about me. Uh, his leaving. dad, by the way, who looks exactly like Larry Bird. That, oh, if yeah. you're like, oh, what's his actual? It looks exactly like a 1986 Larry Bird. <laughs> a 1986 Larry Bird. Yeah. Not Larry Bird now where he looks like he's melting and his face is like a black hole that's collapsing in on itself somehow. <laughs> oh, is that, that's what Matthew McConaughey flies into. In Interstellar. <laughs> he flies right into 2015 Larry Bird. Bird's face. Oh no, Sarge! There's a Larry Bird's mouth. <laughs> the only way I'm going to get back to my daughter, who's now a full-grown woman, I got to drive right into Larry Bird's mouth. <laughs> See you on the other side of Larry Bird, slick. <laughs> going to make Larry Bird knock the books off this shelf. You know, I've been flying into Larry Bird's before they paid me to find them. <laughs> oh, you know, I think uh, this whole thing was set up by a bunch of Larry Birds. That's why there's all these uh, championship rings all over the place <laughs> in this bookshelf. All right, there. That that's that book about him, and Magic Johnson. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well, look at that over there. It's poster of Magic Johnson with a bunch of devil horns and a mustache drawn on it. Yeah, I'm in Larry Bird's clubhouse right now. Oh, this truly is intergalactic travel. I put my Lincoln in here. So, so the Larry Bird actor is actually Robert Gitney, who's uh, been in a bunch of stuff, including 1980s The Exterminator. Which is a good, insane movie. Dude, that's one of the most violent movies I've ever seen in my life. I think he feeds a mafioso to a meat grinder. I gotta rewatch <laughs> he it. He is the exterminator in that movie? Yeah, he's oh, like wow. a guy coming back from war or something, something. Uh, something pushes him over the edge. Oh, it's something, something nom flashbacks all over that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, 1986 Larry Bird is like, I'm not paying for you to flunk every college class or whatever. Like, you're out of school. You got to start your life. This is my favorite movie trope, which is, all right, we're about to go on a car- long car trip. I'm going to, he's he's like, he's packing his son up. He's like, well, how are your grades? And he's like, well, dad, that's kind of subjective. And they go, they do the, the, be with the, uh, I dream of genies flip. And now they're in the, the room and he's like, subjective. You failed every class. I'm like, what the fuck did you talk about for two and a half hours? Well, what happened, Steve, was that right when he said it's subjective, uh, Patrick Dempsey did a Zach Morris timeout <laughs> and just stuck the dad sideways in the back seat and drove him home to the living room where the mother, Kate Jackson from, uh, Charlie's Angels was hanging out. And then he said what was subjective about that, which is so, yeah, and so he's he's like, you know, you're the first one of our family to go to college, blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's got a nice house. I think he's like a construction work owner. What? Yeah, no. He's like a, like he's, a I, foreman? I, I, yeah, he's like the foreman of a... I think he's a contractor. But I think he owns his own business because it's his little trailer there. Yes, he is the owner of like, they're building some parking garage or warehouse. Well, they're building a warehouse for a character that will will come up a little later in the episode. It's amazing how all these characters wind up being connected at the end of this movie, like Mm -hmm. a shitty Paul Haggis film. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Everyone wants to just fuck each other's wives. It's a good climax. Oh, climax in a movie about fucking. (laughs) So, yeah, so he's working at this pizzeria called Senior Pizza. Well, because he's like, no son of mine's going to fail college. Go be a pizza delivery boy, I guess. And it's not even a thing where he's like, I'm going to teach this kid a value of work ethic. He's going to do that this summer. Then we're going to bring him back. He's like, no, he's done with school. I'm done paying money, bad, good yeah. money after bad on that school. <laughs> How about getting into the family business? Exactly. Yeah, but instead, 
no uh, uh, pizza shop. <laughs> and what what is the, this? Has got to be terrible pizza, right? Oh, I mean, oh yeah. it's disgusting. I and mean, they're not they're It's Mexican themed, but it's not Mexican pizza. No, it's Italian pizza. Yes. but it's called Senior Pizza. But they're doing stupid shit. Like you can get burritos there and stuff too. Because <sighs> Dylan Walsh comes in at one point and he's getting. It's at least like a pizza with lettuce on it because he's like extra lettuce. Which who's getting extra lettuce on anything? California. That's that's, <laughs> that's who. Dylan Walsh is like kind of the bad guy, but not really in this movie, which is disappointing because he plays a good sleaze. Mm-hmm. He's playing a real. He's like his college nemesis who wants the girlfriend. Well, and it's also like he's like the quote unquote rich kid, but it's like. Rich kid versus slightly less rich kid, and it's like, oh, that guy from the other side of the tracks. I'm like, he lives in Beverly Hills too. Yeah, <laughs> his dad owns a construction business. Everyone's doing all right, doing just fine. But I, if they were truly like supremely rich, yeah. the dad would not care about throwing money away on his yeah. college education. Sure, is sure, the thing. sure. You know, maybe yeah. that's what Dylan Walsh's parents are doing. Yeah, he doesn't. His dad does not have a blue collar Larry Bird mustache for sure. <laughs> And he's got this friend that works at the pizzeria, and, like, the friend's father owns the pizzeria. And this guy was, like, he's kind of like a nobody Canadian actor, but at one point was actually on the level with Brad Pitt. They were, like, roommates starting out being actors. Well, that's not on the level, just because they shared a level of an apartment. No, they live together. They're both starting out in the business. Yeah, well... I guess yeah, I guess you're right. Where, where, what was what was Brad Pitt doing at this time? Uh, he was in, if I remember right, he's in like a shitty slasher movie, kind of around now. Ooh. What that? Not uh, April Fools, I think it is. No, he's not in April Fool. Cutting class. Cutting class. I have that movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, How is it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I watched it recently. It's fine. Yeah. Um, isn't Delman Louise eighty nine or is it ninety? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a round-ish this yeah. time. I mean, this dude in this movie is no Brad Pitt no. in the looks department, which I think okay, was a lot yeah. of it. Okay, you know. good, yeah. He's like your Steve Zahn mold. You know what I mean? Like, overexcited friend that's never going to get laid. and You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that kind of a thing. So overexcited and so will never get laid that he's one of these characters that, like, gets ultra involved in his friend's sex mm-hmm. business. I he doesn't get a cut at all in this movie. Nope. He so, should. He deserves it. He's he using does, his yeah, father's so. pizzeria as a whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. He should be. He should evolved into a pimp. All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves because the whole thing is Patrick Dempsey's driving to deliver a pizza. He sees a babe crossing the street and eerily like cuts through four lanes of traffic to pull over to, like, stalk her into a department store. One gross thing about this pizza, or one of the many gross things, is everybody has to wear fake, like, Halloween store mu- Mexican mustaches. It's like if somebody wanted to go as a 1970s Sonny Bono for Halloween, yeah. this is the mustache you buy. And it's disgusting because, guess what? All those little plasticky mushroom- mustache hairs are getting in your pizza. Absolutely. They're everywhere. And these fucking idiots are working at this pizzeria. It's not just when you go out on deliveries this mustache is hanging from your fucking septum the whole time just sitting there tossing of the dough mm-hmm. just making the pizza pie in that california heat oh you know flakes this, are falling into this pizza yeah this is a bad california pizza kitchen <laughs> and he just said a bad california pizza kitchen That's cpk how, yeah. is one of the worst restaurant chains in the history of man <laughs> 
It's, that shows you how bad this is. <laughs> all, right, all right. You got a gun to your head. Pizzeria Uno or CPK? Pizzeria Uno every time. Oh, my I God. Know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if I could eat it on the toilet and then just like... <laughs> Like you know, you get me a nice like TV tray, and I can just <laughs> just to, just to to actually limit the possibility of me shitting my pants. They should do a, a restaurant like that where everyone's sitting at a toilet. Think about all the plumbing work that would have to be done. Oh, dude, it'd be amazing. It, would, it would be a monstrous bill though oh, if yeah. there was like a clog. Yeah. This is Guinness Book stuff, though. You got to think about the big picture. And I mean, you know, you're just getting a bunch of sweaty fat guys at that, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a. Bunch oh yeah, dude, that's a disgusting idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the I don't think the health department would let that fly. No, no. Oh, I guess you that? can't shit next to food. You're is that you're, the rules? you're having people literally shit where they eat, closed forever. Only Taco Bell can do that. <laughs> Oh, good one. So he's wearing the mustache, and some he, this lady makes eyes at him, and he's like, oh, I better fucking follow her into this clothing store. She looked at me, better follow her. <laughs> so he takes his mustache. And by the way, like two scenes ago, he's whining about his girlfriend. He's like, oh, she hates my guts. What am I going to do to get her back? <laughs> and he's whining also about, because all he does is whine this entire movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. Start all the way to finish. Isn't that attractive? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, my dad can get a college. I have to like, I got to save up money so I can get like his thing is like, I'm nine thousand dollars short for tuition because I'm going to pay my own way and I'm going to sh- prove I'm a man. And my whatever. God, an entire semester of college costing nine thousand dollars. What a dream, huh? It's a it's a dead dream is what that is. <laughs> dead forever. So he follows this woman into the store and he doesn't have the mustache on. And she's like, oh, what? And he's like, oh, you made eyes at me. And she's like, oh, that was a fake mustache. You're just a little boy. I like real men and walks away in a really <laughs> weird way. Like she calls him a little boy. And it's yeah. like, and this other woman, like her creepy ears perk up. She's like, ooh, a little boy's in the store. <laughs> ooh, a sexy little boy. And she like walks up to him and she's like, she had no right to turn you down. You're so beautiful. You, uh, you could be a model. You know, that old you're, shit. You're a great looking little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and like she puts on this, like she's like, oh, if you just dress yourself up a little bit, she puts on this like fucking matted polo jacket. It's a big David Byrne jacket it, with it, those it, shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I could take you out in this little outfit. <laughs> you could, we can get cappuccino. And this is when stuff <laughs> stops making sense. <laughs> Very good. This woman is played by Barbara Carrera from Never Say Never Again. You ever see that movie? The the unofficial James Bond movie uh, okay. that Sean Connery made in the 80s? Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. I need to go back. You should finish it because at the end of the movie, Sean Connery shoots her in the stomach with a pen and then she explodes. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Is it a stay tuned? It's possibly a stay tuned. Fair I enough. recall an amazing sequence where he's driving a speedboat and you can see his two pages flip flapping in the wind. I could see that. Yeah, it's kind of great. And he's they make no bones about him like being old. Like yeah. the point is he's an old piece of shit. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's sort of. It's sad too. Yeah, you got Kim Basinger farting around in there. There might be stuff to talk about. So he adorably gets all flummoxed. He's very Hugh Grantish in this movie. Yes, yes, you're right. He's like an American teenage Hugh Grant. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm parked in the red zone. And he runs away. And she's like, oh, fuck, I wanted to fuck that guy. And it's like, <laughs> so he, she, he, she knows he works at this restaurant. So she calls up for a pizza with extra anchovies. Now, 
if you're maybe you were born in the 1980s and you don't like the late 80s, the 1989 you were born then, or maybe the 1990s, God forbid. <laughs> You don't know how hilarious the word anchovies is. Then. Oh yeah, you know that, that that just that word, just saying anchovies or like hold the anchovies, mm-hmm. extra anchovies. Where are the anchovies? <laughs> That's funny. Do I smell anchovies? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and that we thrived off of anchovy <laughs> joke culture, man. It was everywhere. Like, right, because it was something like no one would ever imagine actually eating at, right. at that time because American palates at the time, kids, <laughs> could accommodate <laughs> like cheese, fat, and ranch dressing. <laughs> It was, also, it. it was also before the contemporary sushi boom that America is still oh, going through. If you look at stuff from back then, you know, there's so many sushi jokes about like, I would never, oh, oh, raw fish. Oh, yeah. I was watching The Breakfast Club this weekend, yeah. and it was just like, oh, my God, she's eating the sushi. And he's like, Ugh. And he's like, I'd <laughs> rather eat this peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> I think there's an episode of Doug that tackles this subject as well. <laughs> tackles it. And, like, Skeeter's talking about sushi or something, and Doug's about to dry heave. <laughs> well, the, the thing about The Breakfast Club is she's in that fucking detention all morning without a refrigerator. And yep. then she's cracking open that sushi. That's a real problem. That, well, it's a risk. But it was you like, might as well eat that on the toilet, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> You had like oh, it's also sushi sushi because she's uh, rich as fuck. Oh yeah, exactly, snobby bitch. <laughs> but the, excuse me. The I'm thing about it was you would say like anchovy or like sushi, and if it was a cartoon, yeah. it would be immediately followed with <laughs> like a big fucking foghorn noise because it was that disgusting to put delicious oily salted fish on a pizza. <laughs> it was always like somebody running towards a pizza and they're like, ooh, I love pizza. Because again, in the 1980s, pizza was the best food. Yes, it was number, it was numero uno. Uh, in the 20 teens, pizza is still it the, is, best I mean, yeah, the best food. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but you <laughs> opened up the box and it's anchovies. <laughs> uh, and then they just fucking power vomit. So, so this lady... <laughs> power vomit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the nineteen late eighties were. Were yeah. it's you slapping up your power glove and your power vomiting. Exactly, you get yourself into a tizzy, <laughs> and you play that eighties that uh, Nintendo Olympic game. Remember that mat that you had to get? Fuck that power mat, <laughs> and fuck the power glove. Fuck the super scope. All the shit that barely worked the yeah. day you got it out of the box. Wait, no, the super scope is that the uh, duck hunt gun. No, the Super Scope was like the fucking rocket launcher thing. Oh, I believe Nintendo. that was Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, no way. They, yeah, they was... made like four games for it. Like, sorry, discontinued. Well, I don't know what to tell you, kids. I guess the rest of your friends don't like playing games where you have rocket launchers. Because that's all you can do with a controller that's a rocket launcher you... is play <laughs> rocket launcher games. You ever try to hook up your duck hunt gun on a new TV? <laughs> No, what's going on there? It doesn't work. <laughs> it only works on tube television. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, you're, you're getting, the, you're getting, you're clicking at the, yeah, at the tube it took, itself. Took me about an hour to figure that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she orders anchovies, and extra he, anchovies. That's the that's the that's gag. That's the key. And you know, Patrick Dempsey's like extra anchovies, and he waits for the studio audience to stop laughing, which <laughs> takes twenty four minutes. <laughs> and he's, he's, just, <laughs> he's reading a newspaper. <laughs> And he, he delivers it to the, this house, and it's her. It's but, a hotel. It's a hotel. By the way, the way he's holding pizza boxes in this movie makes me want to flip out. I'd fire this kid on site. Oh, absolutely. Because you know what? You're getting calls from the customers. <laughs> like, you know, listen, granted, 
full disclosure, I ordered this pizza because I wanted to fuck your delivery boy. <laughs> However, the condition that this pizza was found, I mean, he's flicking these boxes all over the place. You know the pizza's getting jumbled up in there, and nobody wants that. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Not even that little plastic table can prevent the pizza from yeah, getting smushed. Not the least. <laughs> uh, also, it's kind of an ingenious scam this lady's got. She's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order a delicious pizza. Fuck this kid. Then guess what I'm doing? Eating delicious pizza. And it's kind of a little cold. That's where you well, want to be. Here's Absolutely. Also, here's also the scheme. And you might want to remember this if you ever want to get a delivery boy to yourselves for the night. You get you order the pizza to your motel room, right? Mm-hmm. It's not too far away from the pizzeria. And then you also put in an order for like twenty pizzas to be, you know, delivered across town. That, right. You know, so your boss thinks you're gonna be gone for a long time. And that's what she does. She put in those both orders. Mm-hmm. Oh, she did, I missed that. That's a yeah. good detail. She puts in both of those, yeah. Yeah, so uh but I guess it's this weird presumption that the pizzeria owner is making, like, well, these deliveries are going to take you the rest of the night, and then you won't have to come home or come back to the pizzeria at all to drop off the delivery car, punch out, right. you know, give me the money from the pizzas you sold. Because he <laughs> sleeps over with this woman. Yeah, and I guess there's just no more deliveries tonight. Nope, that's it. This dude, I mean, because I, I think he's the only driver. There's another senior pizza truck sitting oh, there okay. through the whole movie. I don't know if it's permanently broken down. I don't know you what know, the deal it's is. It's probably just permanently working. There's one guy doing his job, but he's not a character, <laughs> just so this guy can have his sex fantasy. There is a real money-saving thing going on with making this movie, and we get the first taste of it in this scene when he's pulling up to the hotel. It's Brian Wilson's Walk in the Line, and then later it's from this like self-titled album that he had in like 1988. And then, like, that's the the album where, like, Love and Mercy's on there, a couple other tracks that are all featured in this movie. It's, like, four Brian Wilson songs, and you're just like, hmm, value pack much movie? Come on. It's that they could have they play, like, could have danced all night four to five times in this movie. And you get some Jerry Lee Lewis in there, but, like, briefly, that's probably a little cheap these days. Goodness gracious, public domain! <laughs> 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 so he orders his pizza she orders his pizza she's like oh hello and they have sex and he calls his dad because it's like midnight or whatever and he's like oh i gotta call my dad because i live at home now and he's like hey dad uh and he's in the he's in bed with her and she's like you know playing with his neck and his nipples and whatever else and he's like what what's going on and he's like Dad, I oh oh ha uh, ha uh, oh I want to stay over my friend Brian's ooh, ooh, ooh his house tonight and it's like his dad's just like what the, are you having phone sex with me right now like, it's so weird and to show you how like tame this movie is I wish he was getting his nipples played with she's like because she's like licking like his tricep yeah like licking the outside of his arm and that to him is like oh oh oh, oh. and you know what dude like. I'm sure it's, you know, very ticklish for you getting your arm licked. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it together when you're well, on the phone with your father. Conversely, put maybe... fucking pants on before you call your dad. <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> but I'm thinking they might have had sex so many times. It's like, what else is going to get us off tonight? <laughs> call, arm licking? Call your dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, do fucking taboo exploration. <laughs> Make him listen. Yeah. They got barnyard animals coming up next. (laughs) Well, he does say to his weird friend afterwards that they had sex seven times that night. (laughs) And his friend says, seven times? 
That's like wild boars. <laughs> is it? <laughs> what does what? that mean? Why wouldn't you just say rabbits? Yeah. I did that. Wild boars. Because it's got the word wild in there. So the dad thinks the son is gay, yeah. which is the whole thing. So like he's he's home later in the day. There's like this hunk off the boat Italian exchange student who loses his mind in the third act of this movie. He's like one character this entire time, and he's like you know he gets all the ladies, and he even has a little scene with uh, Patrick Dempsey. He's like, oh, I wish one woman would just you know play hard to get. It's so right. easy here in America, and like that's you know that's yeah. funny. But he goes from harmless Lothario to T one thousand. He does. It's terrifying. His, so his name is Tony, by the Tony, way. So like, Tony. So like T one thousand. Yeah, it's the T. So Tony like drops off like the jacket or whatever that the, it's the like silky jacket she bought him. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she delivered it to the pizzeria because she doesn't know where his, his right. House is. So here's this hunk that rolls up at the door, gives this dude a jacket. Patrick Dempsey, instead of being like, "Hey, Dad, this is Tony that I work with," like closes the door on him yep. so they can talk outside. So this dad, his line is like, "Honey." Our sons of fruit. And then it just like turns into this whole fucking woe is me horseshit. Right? Well, he finds there's a note attached to the jacket and he, fi- yes. he picks it up and it's like, it's like, I loved screwing you every which way, but loose <laughs> signed Alex. Oh, Alex, right. Which so is the he woman's thinks it's name. a man's name and yep. he's, he's just losing his, his hetero mind over this. He's flipping the straight out right he's now. blown a gasket. It's just <laughs> fucking amazing horse shit because it, 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 it's really irritating because like, yeah, people were fucking gay in the 1980s. You know what? <laughs> just shut up about it. Dude, mannequin. We had Hollywood. He's right there. <laughs> Well, you know, everybody loved Hollywood. Well, you RIPD. Know, to be devil's advocate, maybe we are being a bit of a libtards. Sure. Right now. Maybe, maybe yeah, you're we right. should it, persecute people. It was devastating for that father to presume that his son's sexuality was one way. And it's hilarious for us as the audience to think that this guy's going through hell. But luckily, thank God his son is straight. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. the Lord in so heaven. He's going through all this for nothing. <laughs> hey, cool. My son's still straight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cool! I don't have to kick him out the house. <laughs> hey, cool! My son's a prostitute. <laughs> hey, cool! <laughs> On second thought, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Long as he's a straight prostitute. Wait, what? <laughs> uh so then it's like, oh no, it's another pizza, extra anchovies, and remember, everybody, extra anchovies, e. Pussy. Because a thousand uh-huh. times in this movie, it's just like, extra anchovies! <laughs> and he's like running around all fucking flabbergasted. Eric, don't you dare forget what extra anchovies means. <laughs> it redefined it for me. It means so, pussy. He's not a prostitute yet, but when he, <laughs> he's not. Because yeah, they, uh, you're right. You're, right. They, you're they, right. they had sex once, and then she calls him again for extra anchovies. And he's like crying about everything. And he's like, oh, I got to go back to college and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just don't have any money. And by the way, he knows what he's doing in case yep. he's just like whining to his rich girlfriend. Like, oh, if I only had the money. And it's like, yeah, we know. And then he acts all shocked and put off when he wakes up to her throwing $200 in his face. Yeah, exactly. And she's just like, no, you know. They're driving down the coast, yep. uh, again, listening to solo Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, talking. And, you know, she's like, wouldn't you want to help me out if I needed money? Yep. You know? And so all this is. So he's like, oh, yeah. Well, 
Well, I guess you're right, Alex. I will take this $200 from you. That's fantastic. Cut to more extra anchovies, and he rolls up to this house. But, uh uh uh-uh-uh, there's a new lady here. And to just show you, like, how racist we're going to get in this movie, it's an Asian woman. And here comes the magic Asian pan flute score. Get out of town with this. People, I don't know, the pan flute thing is still not dead. I've heard, like, episodes of Chopped where it's like, this Asian guy's like, Wong. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I was shocked this movie, a fucking gong didn't go off at the point of climax. And we're saying Oriental, left and right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And to be fair on the movie's credit, it's an out-of-touch character doing that, at least? Question yeah. mark? Yeah, you're know. right. It's not. But then how do you make the argument for the dad, though? About the, wait, wait, the homophobe stuff? Yeah. It was more okay to be Asian in 1989 than it was to be gay. <laughs> was it, though? Have you seen Pretty in Pink? I have. <laughs> well, you know, you might be right. I don't know. Pretty you know in what? Pink, aren't you thinking of 16 Candles? 16 Candles, which everyone with long dog. Yeah, let's get this. Yeah, everyone, he just Oriental this. and or- I think he, I'm pretty sure Patrick Dempsey calls her Oriental at one point. Mm. Oh, he man. lets it slip? He does. He's like, oh, man, this Oriental woman. I'm like, ew. So then you get what's going on, because this lady's all like, oh, I've got this terrible husband. You know, I'm ba- I'm basically, like, held captive in this house. He doesn't let me do anything. You know, please have sex with me to relieve this well, torture. And, and to his credit, he refuses, and she just collapses on the ground crying. So then now he now he has to, question mark? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think those are some serious crocodile tears. <laughs> Crocodile sex tears? Yeah, exactly right. But now that this is the conversation, though, is this one woman's like, oh, I had sex with the sexiest boy last night. And she's like, oh, really? How much does he cost? And, like, it's just this weird... I would like to see, like, the genesis of that conversation. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, oh, I, I slept with this boy last night. Which, by, you know, he's in college, so he's at least 18. Nothing he's, funky's he's, going he's on He's of here. age. He's certainly of age. But he's just barely legal. Like, oh, yeah, and it's hot know. as fuck, dude. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that happens. So, you know, what, like, what is that like? She, she mentions at one point, like, you know, one of the women mentions, like, I got your name from a friend of mine at the salon or the beauty parlor or whatever it is. So, like, what is the genesis of that? Like, oh, I slept with this young man last night. Oh, my God, he was so fantastic. Yeah. And also, I paid him for it. Like, (laughs) this woman, this this patient zero for this prostitution ring, right, had to at some point be like, hey, for a good time, call this pizzeria and ask for extra anchovies. Is she she like the madam here? Like, is she getting a cut from her friends now that this guy's not seeing? I don't think so. Oh, you think before, like, oh, if you... I got a oh, great, like a uh, finder's fee? Yeah. yeah like, oh, I, I got a great prostitute for you. You got to give me 400 bucks. And I'll show you. I'll give you right. the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like she shit. edged out that friend at the pizzeria before he even knew what was up. <laughs> he could have been a pimp. Now it's taken. Now she's the pimp. I would love to see that, though. I want to see what's going on. I want to know the backdoor dealings of this thing. Yeah. Because as it stands, all we get is on Patrick Dempsey's side, which is his idiot friend tells him there was another order for extra anchovies. And it just keeps falling ass backwards in it. And all these women are absolutely gorgeous. You know what? A 1987 Kirstie Alley? Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You're upset being married to Goblin Robert Picardo. <laughs> Noted Goblin Robert Picardo. Noted Star Trek alum Robert Picardo. It's a real Star Trek wedding right there. 
That's, it's like Riker and um, Troy. Troy, yes. Excuse me. I was thinking of Deanna. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Deanna Troy. That yeah. would have to be Will and Di- Deanna. Yeah. Will, <laughs> going to talk a bunch of shit at your wedding. <laughs> Get ready for jokes at Mr. Data's expense. How would yeah. you like Gilbert and Sullivan? <laughs> Oh God! Do we, Diana? Do we have to? Do we? Do we have to? I know we said we would, but now I'm I'm getting up to that point. I'm getting really nervous that it's going to go on for really too long, and then my face is going to start hurting from fake smiling, (laughs) and that fucking robot's going to know I'm lying about smiling. (laughs) Why did we invite the robot, Diana? He wouldn't be fucking offended. We left him off the guest list. Can't he doesn't have that chip? It's plus one's a cat. That's great. Paying for that cat to eat dinner, Deanna. Wait, hold on. You brought, you're inviting Worf to this thing? Are you fucking kidding me? I know what was going on with you two. Don't think I don't know, Deanna. That ill-conceived season seven romance that doesn't go anywhere? Uh, yeah, dude, I remember that. Talk about dead end of the plot line. <laughs> well, you know, it's a mistake. <laughs> and they left it be, you know, it was just a, just a mistake. Also, the weird thing is when he goes to, like, start making out with this uh this woman um who sa- she says something about like the asian woman we've been we've what, yes yes so they, okay no making out in star trek we're back on no yeah, yeah we're back boy. in lover boy like she says something about like when i was in japan something something and then the movie's like and you're like oh, okay and then she's like you know he goes to kiss her and she's like no that's how my husband does it i have a fantasy cut to this like purple lit room where she's in like a four post bed with like this material wrapped all around it and the gag is he can't find a way in and then like he finally like just jumps in this bed and this was the foley artist thing where i was he jumps in the bed and they're like it looks like they're fucking scissoring and she it's just like (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what is happening do they def do they have sex yes this is this is sex this is one of the sex Yeah, and some of the women he he supposedly doesn't. I think it's bullshit. Which is horseshit. You're just not seeing it. Like he's having sex with Kirstie Alley, but all we see with Kirstie Alley is them ballroom dancing. The, also, every night scene in this movie is filmed like Nightmare on Elm Street, and I don't know why. It's like yes! this weird soft. Like I'm <laughs> expecting Freddy to come out. One, two, Senior Pizza's coming for you. You know what? You don't see along with the sex. A fucking condom. That's what no I need. Way. I need to see like condoms being thrown out. I mean, I, I don't need to see him apply it. Thrown out. <laughs> or, you know, like he's or like just one scene at the drugstore where he's buying like a ton of condoms. It's That's like, hilarious. Yeah, Put that in your comedy. It's 1989, everybody. This kid can't be doing this like this. Oh, no, yeah. But he does. And now everyone's test positive at the end. <laughs> Well, apparently, well, I guess this movie believes that that's just the gay plague. Oh yeah. All right. Only okay. Yeah, it's only them. Yeah, right, it's, it's 1989, and this fucking Larry Bird motherfucker's walking around. He's like, <laughs> "Condom? What do you need that shit for? What are you gay?" Speaking of that dude, to pass the time in this movie, we get a subplot where he there's a there's a big mix-up and it appears as if he's having an affair with Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure yes yes wow, you knew much more of this cast than I ever could have <laughs> you know I, I I knew her so well and I couldn't place it so thank you she does the voice of Tommy Pickles on Rugrats oh wow yeah that, that woman's a gajillionaire oh yeah 
so she's like his secretary at the office or you know the construction site or whatever, and she says like, "Oh, can I you know can I sleep in the." On the, the office trailer. pullout, yeah. yeah, the trailer, like the site pullout, my apartment's being fumigated or whatever. He's like, yeah, fine, don't worry about it. And we see that the dad is building this warehouse for this old fucker who's married to the Japanese woman, we find That's out. Right. So and it's, he's got this racist little animatronic doll. Oh, God. It's, yeah. it's just, it, he calls it a security system. It's it's it, a toy robot. It's a warehouse to store these things because he's getting so much 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 of them. <laughs> he's getting so much of them. Uh, so she's like, "Can I sleep here the night?" Whatever. He's like, "Yeah, that's fine." And so the guy, this old man, is like, "Hey, hey, Larry Burke, you porking that secretary?" Because <laughs> that's what the, this old he's man like, not bad, and he's doing arm like fisting motions. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just can't you know sex. I'm sending. Hey, you. Yeah. Like, just, hey, hey, Larry Bird, imagine my hand, my fist is your dick. <laughs> Look at that. It's going, it's going in and out of something. <laughs> and to top it all off, I'm not going to say fucking her. I'm going to say porking her. So you think of a pig. What do you think about that, Larry Bird? <laughs> oh, and guess what? Larry Bird... <laughs> Is, is, he's been fighting with the missus, so he's not going home that night. He's well, going he, out drinking because with Because they're guy. fighting over the fact that they may have a gay son. And she's like, whatever. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, that is a problem. That's a huge problem. So he's like, all right, hey. Hey, old man, I'm going to take you out for drinks at this bar. We're going to get fucked up, and I'm going to show you pictures of my son and ask you if you think he's gay. And then in return, you're going to tell me about your, quote, Oriental wife, which he bought or something like it's this weird thing. It's where weird. Like, oh man, I saw. I was in New York one time, and my buddy was going to work, and his his <laughs> he was gonna miss a bus, and then his Oriental wife jumped out in front of the bus, so he didn't miss it. She knew what she knew what the fuck was what, and then <laughs> I porked her. <laughs> we porked every night since our wedding day. So the dad, like, drunkenly is like, well, I can't go home because I'm drunk, I guess. So he stumbles back to this trailer, like, where Dottie's just sleeping like she got permission to do. And then this dude, like, passes out on her. And she's like, oh, no, that's what it was. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Gross. And then they wake up the next morning and it's like, oh, you were drunk? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just didn't move, though. Like, if that's the case and you really want to avoid, like, go sleep in the car. Yeah. You know but, what I and mean? And it's like six in the morning, and the phone rings because he didn't. He, you know, uh, he didn't come home. He didn't come home. Right. Larry, Larry Bird did not come home. <laughs> and the secretary just in- instantly answers it. Yeah. Like confirming that they were porking. Por- yeah, porking. porking each other. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> hey, I knew you were porking. It, they in fact did not pork. No, they did zero porking. Pork. So he's being, you know. You know, that he's being considered to have porked when he did not pork. He's about it's to get a- porked by some divorce attorney. That's what he's going to get porked by. <laughs> yeah. But it's another hilarious misunderstanding. It, this is a fucking Three's Company episode, Sans the Regal Beagle. <laughs> also, Sans all the laughs. <laughs> and the and talent- Sans the talented John Ritter physical comedy. Yep. Which is replaced here by Patrick Dempsey's total subpar physical comedy. Yeah, it's like, it's, like a, it's literally like Three's Company if it was just four Larrys in a room, <laughs> which is actually hell. <laughs> in case you're wondering. So then he, he another client is Kirstie Alley, who's yeah. like this doctor, and she's like a all business like. 
take your clothes off and let's do it. But then somehow that just turns into she just wants to dance. Her and Robert Picardo used to go dancing and she doesn't do it anymore. But now now Patrick Dempsey is like reinvigorating her and and she says something and this is like this sets off a montage, an annoying montage, mm -hmm. where she's like, you know, if you got better at being a grown adult, these ladies would treat you with more respect and you might get more customers. So then it's like a training montage. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, instead of fighting or like weightlifting, he's it's learning twerking. how to be. Yeah. He's learning how to be a better lover. Not what? one fucking condom in this montage. You can't just show me literally in his wallet a condom. This is where the shot of him at the drugstore. Yeah. Doing like you know, you won the Toys R Us Nickelodeon contest, yes. and you get to throw all the toys in your cart in yep, under a minute. Exactly. What, by the way, in this montage, I don't want to lose this because this is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> one of your faves. Yeah, he's force feeding an ice cream sundae to this older woman. Oh, that makes <laughs> you want to throw up. <laughs> and then he's like, as if she's never had an ice cream sundae before. Oh, he's like slurping it. And up. here's the best part. And he's like. It's weird because it's kind of like he's feeding a baby because yeah. he's just like, here comes the cherry. <laughs> and she's like eating this cherry like, oh, 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 my, this is fun. I'm glad this is costing me $200. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Get that dick out already. I'm paying 200 bucks. Put the ice cream away. Turn off the bad music and let's fuck. Oh, you're trying to dance like Fred Astaire? That's cute. Can we please have sex now? Seriously, what am I paying for? 200 bucks in 1989? My God, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, like four, it's like four Gs now, I think. I think also in this montage, we get him at Makeout Ridge. Oh, yeah, where he's spotted by Dylan Walsh for a hot second. Yeah, and uh, just making out with this lady at Makeout Ridge, man. It's is a there? useless cutaway to remind you that Dylan Walsh is in the movie. Right. We reveal later that the ice cream woman is his mother. Oh, oh, is that the connection? Yeah. Oh. So he, he's fucked his mother. He's he a, fucked he's Dylan a, Walsh's mother. Yeah, he's a motherfucker. He so, almost fucked his own mother in this movie. We'll get to that. <laughs> but this Makeout Ridge, man, urban legend? What? No, those are real. Those are real? Oh, yeah. I've only seen those in movies. Yeah, no, I, went, I lived in the Bronx. Those are called uh, crack dens. <laughs> like, you know, you wouldn't go to any any ridges that were, like, dark and secluded. It's like, oh, no, people are dealing drugs. Dude, it's called parking by the airport, man. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, dude. Park by the airport. Figure it the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Lift off, right? <laughs> so, I don't know what the fuck. I mean... <laughs> there's a there's another ridiculous where the dad so the mom is pissed off at the father you know there's another gag where he like picks up the phone and there's like a water main break but then also there's a man heckling some prostitutes nearby <laughs> so this lady's like who are those women i hear and he's like oh don't worry about them honey there's just a couple of hookers so then now she thinks like he's sleeping with hookers. So the wife is not happy with Larry Bird. Then Larry Bird's not happy that the son is like running upstairs to learn how to dance. Yeah, he's like, oh man, what a fruit I got. So there's there's got a real Chris Cooper dad. Sorry, you you lost the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this ridiculous line of dialogue when he goes into the room and Patrick Dempsey's like looking through like a GQ or some equivalent, you know. And uh the dad comes in with a magazine and he's like, oh, hey there. 
I got the uh, annual football edition. I was like, <laughs> annual football edition? What you-, you sound like you're trying to cover something up. <laughs> yes, the football edition. Doesn't Here, he also go- like ask him, like, is like, oh, you want to throw the ball around a little bit? Let's see. See if you still got it. Yeah, he throws him a baseball, and, and, and Dempsey catches it without any issue. And he's like, oh, I see. You still got it, huh? You can still catch a ball. That's a good sign, right? So, you haven't lost your ability yeah. to catch things. So you all know, right, if you like sports, you're a heterosexual. Absolutely. If you dislike sports, mm-hmm. you are a homosexual. Yep, there is no Period. Ven- underlined. Yep, there is no <laughs> Venn diagram. Those are two separate circles. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what this movie's telling you. Uh, there's a great moment at, towards the end of this montage where he shows up, extra anchovies, and he goes into this house and hears this babe getting out of the swimming pool, and he's like, uh, I'm here you know, with the pizza, and she's like, oh, okay, just put it down right there. And he's like, oh, right here? Oh, okay. And yeah, he starts taking his... By- <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I was just going to say pants. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited his- for this. He drops his drawers, and then like... You hear this woman like kids, pizza's here, and this little kid, this little boy, sticks his head out like over the the you know staircase, and this kid's got some good taste in pizza because he's like, did you get the extra anchovies? And she's like, why, yes, I did, sophisticated <laughs> palate son of mine. Come on down and eat this delicious pizza. You, you wouldn't like at this point, like you can't just go in someone's house and start jerking off because they ordered anchovies <laughs> on their pizza. <laughs> I think that was probably a thing where they're like, you know, what we never addressed in this screenplay. What happens if someone actually yes. orders that? Now, you, the gag you want, though, mm-hmm. right, is for oh, extra anchovies. Next stop, Boner Town. Yep. Door opens. Sweaty fat guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's like, oh, uh, did you order the extra anchovies? And you could play this one of two ways. Yes, he did. Or no, but my wife did. Oh, your wife's home? Yeah, my wife's home, of course. Oh, and you're gonna be here too. <laughs> like you could play it that way, right? But no, it's just this dude drops his pants in front of children and then runs out, and the lady's like, "Now that was weird." Instead of being like, "Hello, senior pizza," your delivery guy just whipped his cock out in front of my kids. <laughs> he totally did. It's just like, "Oh, senior pizza delivery boy." Yeah, it's wild teenage adventures. Why aren't there any like you know? Yeah, like why why can't you have that scene or you can't have like. A scene where he delivers a pizza to a black woman. Ever? Nope. Not <laughs> having not, that in this movie. There's not, I don't think I'm almost positive not a single black person talks in this movie. I don't even think there's an extra. <laughs> it's insane. Oh. That's diversity, folks. And, <laughs> and gay people should be in prison. It's Reagan's America, man. <laughs> yeah, Reagan's America. Not too different from Putin's Russia. <laughs> yeah, watch watch how to survive a plague. You'll throw up. Oh, you'll throw right the fuck up. That's an infuriating film. Mm-hmm. What is this? How to Survive a Plague. Go on. Tell me. It's a documentary about like the early years of the AIDS epidemic. And, and how uh, Reagan and Bush were just sucking their own dicks while everyone died in the street. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, dude. Get ready to get mad when you watch How to Survive a Plague. Get ready to get mad when you watch Loverboy. <laughs> <laughs> When Larry Bird is homophobic. <laughs> no, I'm sure Larry... Nah, I don't know. <laughs> well, he won't. You know, he, he I, just, I don't know. So now it's time for Carrie Fisher to show up. Because why not? And you know what? I don't understand what... And this is like a thing where uh, the second they they called cut on Return of the Jedi... Carrie Fisher turned into Milton Berle. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, she's just... She looked... 
fantastic in the yeah. 80s and 90s and like in in like uh uh Harry Met Sally she's just like an old shrew she's like the bitch friend like she's just ugly you know yeah. what i mean like movie language for ugly and then yep. this one she's like i'm such a fat piece of shit and i was, I was like, like she's what gorgeous it's still like she could put the fucking gold bikini back on in this movie yeah and i could have used that in this movie <laughs> we could have all used could've that could use something this movie though does another stupid thing which is like the fun impromptu photo shoot cuz she's like I'm married to this bodybuilder, and he, you know, he doesn't eat meat, he doesn't do this, but I love cheese, and I love pizza, and, you know, whatever else. She's like, I, I hide meat in the, the house somewhere, and he's like, oh, well, I think you're beautiful. And she's like, no, seriously, though, I'm an old hag. <laughs> I'm Carrie Fisher, 1989. Yeah. You wouldn't want to have sex with me, right? And so he's like, I got an idea. Let's have some fun. And, like... They just start taking pictures, and she's definitely recreating some Leia poses here. Yeah, yeah. Nice little just... Star Wars nod. Mm-hmm. You happy, Eric? Very. <laughs> but again, it's like the bigger actresses in this movie, like they don't even try to insinuate that there's sex going on. Yes. This yeah. is really the only scene that Carrie Fisher's in until the credits. Yep. And then uh, with Kirstie Alley, it's like, I'm going to teach you how to be a better male prostitute but you're never going to see us in any sort of like post-coital situation whatsoever. It's very strange. And at this point, uh, two things are going on. One, his parents' anniversary dinner is in like a week. And I'm like, okay, good. This movie's ending. <laughs> like This movie now has a clock and it's ending. And yep. he's like trying to get, you know, because the thing is, you know, he hid his girlfriend from his parents. So he's like, come to the anniversary. You know, I'll introduce you to everybody. And then. You know, it'll be great, which A is a punishment. Nobody wants to go to anybody's parents' anniversary, especially <laughs> no. if we're fucking broken up. It's like, yeah, let's 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 go to on a couple of dates first. And it's the first time you're meeting these people yeah. at a twentieth anniversary party. And they might be getting divorced too. <laughs> yeah, by the time this movie's over with, they're headed for Splitsville. And you want this woman there? So that's one piece, and she's like, ah, oh, I don't know. And then <laughs> on the other end is <laughs> this old fucking jerk. Who uh, is the friend? Is Larry Bird's pal? Uh, He's married to the Japanese woman. Yes, and he he, he just... kind of looks like it's like a D team Robert Loggia. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Which is, I mean, yikes! <laughs> I got fired from The Sopranos because I can't read. I, I wear... got fired from Seinfeld because I pulled a knife on the show's star and creator. <laughs> did he really? Oh yeah, dude. What? what? There's some. There's some story Loja? about Loja. Like he played Elaine's dad in that one episode with the reversible right. jacket. No, he didn't. That's uh, no. You're thinking of well. Uh, that's what. Of. That's what he. Wait. Yeah, he didn't. Are you saying he was recast as this guy? Who plays Elaine's father? Uh, Lawrence Tierney. Yeah. Oh, Lawrence Tierney is the one who pulled the knife out on the set of oh. Seinfeld. Oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ro- Robert Loja, you've been exonerated. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely got fired from Sopranos because he couldn't remember lines, though. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, I'm going back to jail because I got caught stealing all those TVs. <laughs> okay. Because I better do orange juice commercials. Did Loja. <laughs> didn't, like, <laughs> the mafia, like, set them, like, Set him up. Didn't they turn him in? Yes, because he was just like an annoying old man. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? <laughs> Go I back need to this jail. <laughs> Sorry, yes, no, Lawrence Tierney pulled out a knife on the set of Seinfeld and they were like, you're weird and yeah. not coming back. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah, you just mix up those old bastards, huh? What I love about this old bastard is he's wearing a green jumpsuit like this whole movie. Through the whole film. We're talking days and weeks. Yeah. He's wearing the same outfet. So he comes home early, and obviously Dempsey's pork and his wife. Pork! 
Yeah, they're they're porking in the bathtub this time. <laughs> and of course, it's a whole. We gotta hide him throughout the house. This guy's suspicious of right. something. We get we get a nice little shot of him with a straw in the tub, like Daffy Duck, dude. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. It's like Daffy Duck was porking my wife in here. You fucking a duck in here? <laughs> oh no, Toontown. I'm gonna run over the other side of Toontown. I've been working to demolish Toontown for years. <laughs> now they're coming over to my side and fucking my wife. That def- I mean, I'm sure that that's maybe in the book of Roger Rabbit, which no one's ever read. <laughs> but people are like, you know, racist against cartoons, definitely. Oh, oh yeah. Time. We're fucking cartoons and we're also racist against cartoons. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's Toon hate crimes. <laughs> you just didn't call them hate crimes because it was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's Reagan's America. So so now the thing is, like, all the husbands are getting hip to the sitch, right? So, yeah. like, Robert Loja D-team is like, I'm going to find out who's been porking my wife. And then, like, it turns out, like, oh, this doctor was making home visits every Tuesday. Yeah. Turns out it's Robert Picardo, who's Kirstie Alley's husband. <laughs> this old man barges into a fucking surgery yeah. And just like Robert Picardo's like, it's okay, you're in good hands, blah, blah, blah. He comes in, you're porking my wife. And just like attacks <laughs> this man. Dude, there's, a, I, didn't, I didn't realize I had a problem with this, but there's the, in this scene, he's like, you're porking my wife. And he knocks over at an IV and a guy's arm goes. And I'm like, huh. Oh, oh yeah. I almost passed out. <laughs> I was almost passed out of my couch. <laughs> I was like, oh, huh. Oh, yeah, dude. Anytime you're seeing those things get ripped out and oh, like yeah. movies oh, and TV. Oh, 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 yeah. You don't want it. So Picardo's all like, I didn't, uh, I didn't know Darlene was married. Who the hell is Darlene? <laughs> and why are you a hologram? <laughs> <laughs> so then he's like, oh, no, it must have been my wife's personal trainer who yeah. comes to the house. Let's go get that guy. And they go, this old man, like, breaks the glass on the front door with a golf club. Right. And this is Carrie Fisher's house. Now. Right. And then, like, this dude rolls up. You know, he just kind of, was, I guess he's walking home from the gym. Dude, this is an Arnold reject. Oh, he's a total. Him. Arnold Schwarzenegger probably once made fun of this guy at a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guaranteed he was offered this part first. You think so? In nineteen, so. presume you're making this movie in 1987. So this is what two years after Commando. You know what? Maybe not, but I think it would have been someone you know bigger to go out uh, opposite Carrie Fisher. I think the screenplay probably said an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So Meeks then, Ventilator Thorsten lost out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't even get a phone call, dude. Uh, <laughs> you, you're uh, you're, you're having sex with my wife. <laughs> Oh, you, sorry, you're just a little too burly for us. We're looking for more Mr. Universe. Hello, Arnold. Yes, we would just like to let you know that uh, we had Sven read for us, and it just didn't work out, so stop calling. <laughs> but he's great. <laughs> so then this dude rolls up, and he's like, oh, I need to get him off my couch. <laughs> he's like my turtle over here. <laughs> Sniga enthusiast turtle, <laughs> which I will admit is indeed simultaneously a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so he's like, this bodybuilder's like, oh, great. First, I find out my wife's cheating on me. Now you guys are breaking into my house. Well, go ahead and take everything. And he starts crying, and it's like a gag. This is a big, burly guy. Yeah, like, ah. could you imagine? Th- yeah, a man that can lift weights what? also has feelings. What? <laughs> 
this is going. This movie's all topsy turvy. <laughs> My whole 1980s is going backwards, <laughs> upside down. So they they form a team and they're like, okay, we're gonna get to the bottom of you know who's been porking our wives here. We're Mean- going on hubby patrol. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Patrick Dempsey's storyline, like kind of peters out. Yeah, it does. While these other two B and C stories take over the movie, and all we know is that he is now. One fuck away <laughs> from making his $9,000. Well, because his buddy has got this shitty Casio calculator the whole movie. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's this many fucks. If you do this many fucks in one night, that's this much money. And, like, he's like, oh, dude, you're one fuck away. Here it comes. And, like, he Here is. It comes. Uh, Dempsey's, like, all, like, upset. He starts to feel. He's feeling bad because these women have husbands, and he's like, somebody's going to kill me. There's a really bad fantasy sequence at this point. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, where, like, the bodybuilder breaks into the restaurant, like, beats the shit out of him. And then Robert Picardo, like, cuts him up or something like that. It's like, oh, my God. Well, they were going to to beat up Patrick Dempsey, but I drink with Larry Bird, and he told me that this kid's a homo. Oh well, that's when they actually confront him. But oh, the I dream we sequence. No, the dream sequence. We're speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, exactly. Like Robert Picardo's just like cutting him up on the operating table. Oh right, 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 right. So, so we got that. We got Husband Patrol going on. He's feeling bad about everything. And then with the the whole thing with the parents, like it's the day of the anniversary party, yeah. and the mom is like, you know what? I'm going to use the business card that my doctor Kirstie Alley gave to me. To help, you know, settle this business with my husband. Yeah, because she's, like, stressed. Like, she thinks she's having a heart attack. And then she's like, no, it's not nothing physical, you know. And she's like, well, my husband's cheating on me. And he's like, oh, say. So then here's the gag, right? The final fuck is his mom. Ugh. Just, ugh. And now we've got a big threes company thing where, like, how does he not, she not see him? Is that how that, like... Because she, like, goes out to get ice or something and leaves the hotel room door open. Yes. And he comes in with the pizza and then goes into the bathroom. She comes back into the room. He goes in the bathroom to not put a condom on. <laughs> he throws a condom in the garbage. Well, it's a family, dude. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's yeah, it's disgusting. Um, But then he, yeah, he comes back out of the bathroom and he's like, "Mom, mom, mom," and like goes back in and is hiding. He jumps out the window of this hotel room, and the whole time she's like, you know, debating about what I can't do this, should I do this, blah blah blah. Yeah, he goes back to the pizza place and tells. This is my favorite part of this movie. He says to like the Italian guy who's standing outside, like talking up some chick. He's like, "Oh, hey, Tony." Like, go to this hotel address and deliver this pizza for me. <laughs> hey, Tony, fuck my mother. Yeah. Hey, Tony, do me a favor and go fuck my mom. Is Like, what's going on? Descend Not like, upon my mother in this hotel room. Why wouldn't you, you just be like, uh, yeah, boss, the pizza was delivered, and then, like, throw it away. Yes. And that's yeah. Worst thing's worse, you know, the mother calls again and is like, I didn't get my pizza with extra anchovies. All right, here's 12 bucks, boss. So then, like, the girlfriend shows up. She somehow, I mean, she must have had literally nothing else to do. The yeah. no, nothing else to do on this day to drive hours to this uh, anniversary party for two people she's never met who are the parents of her boyfriend that she broke up with two months ago. It's ridiculous. And Dylan <laughs> Walsh is like, oh, that guy's a prostitute. And she's, <laughs> she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And they have this scene in the car which negates, like, 88% of the movie where he's like, oh, you know, I was just so confused and I needed the money and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And 
you know, I only had, I didn't even have sex with all of them. And I'm like, well, what? No, you did. <laughs> no, That's what no. the $200 is for. Yeah. I don't care. All we saw you do is feed her ice cream. Yes. Well, you fucked her. And, you know, the, the, the movie is presupposing the idea that these women just want a little bit of attention. Yep. And maybe a night out on the town or inside, you know, just a little... Romance, ro- Exactly. Yeah. Romance. Because women don't like sex, in case you were wondering. That's true. Audience, <laughs> is they, women like romance and flowers and male prostitutes that don't have sex with them. That's yeah, what they... I've <laughs> never known women to like sex. <laughs> it's just an outrage. Like... Every time he got paid two hundred dollars, he did a sexual act with one of these women. I don't care what happened. Ballroom dancing is fifty bucks top. Yes, and that yeah. Ballroom, okay. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what that means. <laughs> so at this point, Tony turns into maniac cop. <laughs> because he I just, thought like a Pepe Le Pew. It, it's a kind of a Pepe Le Pew meets maniac cop. <laughs> yes, he's chasing her on his moped or whatever because well, he goes to the room and she's like oh you know i canceled that right. pizza and he's like no you didn't oh my god playing hard to get well you know what steve this movie tells you that it's her fault because as soon as she answers the door he steps in like pizza delivery and she like starts making out with him oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then right. she's like wait a minute what am i doing i can't do this and he's like nope we're past that point <laughs> <laughs> but even though this is what i'm really saying it's charming because what you're hearing is a cute Italian accent. Yeah. But I'm really the creepiest fuck in the room. Yeah. In the fucking universe. This so is then big no means yes. Much like Robert Patrick, the T one thousand, she's driving down the road to escape this man, and he's following on a motorbike. It is. It's so T one thousand before T one thousand happened. It's true. Well also uh this movie uh do the right thing steals from this movie because it's all like Mookie, delete the, the deliver those pizzas, and he's fucking the whole time. Oh wow, you're totally right. Patrick you- Dempsey's listening to Sam Sam Jackson on the radio. <laughs> he throw, throws that garbage can through the window because they ran out of anchovies. <laughs> there is some stupid gag where like the the restaurateur is like. Can you believe all these anchovies I'm going through? And you're like, oh boy, do I get it? Yeah, it part of the, I think it's part of the montage of him corking these ladies. There was like <laughs> the stacking of the anchovy boxes. Oh no! Yeah, totally. So he, yeah, she, she finds out uh, the girlfriend finds out that he's been a prostitute all summer. Which is, you know what? That's enough. Yep. <laughs> like that's and me. that's that. Yeah, it's, good day, I mean, and it's fine in. We just don't date each other anymore. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You've cheated on me literally. And you know what? When you're broken up and, you know, there's that... If, if, it's, if it's a story in which you get back together in the middle, those... Any sexual encounters are being held against you in a court of law. That's how that shit works. <laughs> totally. It's, it's not like, oh, we were broken up. Like, watch fucking Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's that times, we were on a break. It's that times 45 and I got paid for it. I'm yeah. doing the math right now, because so he needs nine thousand dollars. Yes, sure. And he gets two hundred bucks a pop. Yeah. So it's forty-five. Oh yeah, encounters. Maybe Are not forty-five serious? women, but yeah, forty-five. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah forty-five. Oh, forty-five encounters with a woman uh, to make this happen. Like you know what, dude? You cheated on your girlfriend. 
a that's, lot. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. And she's also, it's kind of unfair of this girl. She's also like disgusted that they're older women. Yeah. Because the guy, the Steve Zahn lookalike is like, hey, Skeet, you know what's great? They were old enough to be my mother or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great? <laughs> or no, I think it's Dylan Walsh that yeah, says yeah, this. He's, he's, oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and she's just like, oh, first I was mad, but now I'm going to throw up. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah, the way she acts okay, about cause, it. Because nothing but 24-year-olds are calling male prostitutes. <laughs> and at this point, this like horde of furies that that, that, that are this like ex-husband's club <laughs> yeah. descend upon like... Dylan Walsh and Patrick Dempsey are about to fight. Like at, at in the middle of this, like Dylan Walsh almost rapes this girl for no reason. Yeah, it's like it's, the second attempted rape in like four minutes for this movie. <laughs> it's like, aren't you so pissed off that your boyfriend's a gigolo? Like, let's you know drop the zero and get with the hero. You know, and she doesn't want any of it. She literally jumps into a car like it's the end of Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> she does it exactly that. Like this convertible of like beach bound teens drives by, and she's like, no stop. And just like gets in, and I'm just like, yeah, I would do that with Dylan Walsh too. He's like a leather face in this film. <laughs> There's so many sexual leather faces. So he winds up, you know, uh, coming back to the pizzeria. That's where she goes, and like, you know, Patrick Dempsey finds out, and instead of fucking Ray Liotta-ing this guy, which has hit him <laughs> in the nose with a, the butt of a gun six times. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what you want to do. Mm, I mean, that's the best scene in anything. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's this big long string bean turd. Like, hey, you want something? And he just gets fucking destroyed by Ray Liotta. I love it. So instead, they're gonna have like a parking lot rumble, and they get out there, and Patrick Dempsey's like, okay, fine. But no rings and yeah. no chains. You yeah. gotta play clean, all right? We're gonna fight in a parking lot. <laughs> and then like the you know, the ex husband's club right. comes out and they're like, There he is and then the guy is like, right, No, right. no, no, I know that boy. Father says he's a fruitcake and you're like, Yeah, all right, well, I guess that's He wouldn't pork any women. Yeah. yeah. And then so it must be this other man just standing here and they beat him to death. It's insane. Like they take him to a, they're going to do all sorts of shit to him all oh, weekend. Yeah. Oh, the bodybuilder yeah. knocks him down. Robert Picardo Who like drops a tree on his head because there was like a landscaping <laughs> truck right next to this. And then the, the bodybuilder like slings him over his shoulder and they just walk out of frame with this guy. You know where they're... the trunk and they drive yeah. off. You know where they're going, dude. Human Centipede's house. Dude, Robert Picardo has that operating room. Yeah, oh, yeah. sitting there, dude. Oh, yeah. They're going to numb him up. Dr. Giggle shit happened. Yeah, dude. They're going to numb him up and then slowly remove pieces of him while he watches and mm. keeps conscious. Right. Instead, we have to make a pit stop at this retirement or this anniversary party. That's where everybody's going. Oh, yeah. This tornado of madness <laughs> is descending on this place. That's Because of... the T-1000 still after its mother at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's happening. She's trying to race there to make up with the husband. Uh, uh, Patrick Dempsey is racing there to try to save his parents' marriage with the ex-girlfriend in tow. But also, he's just like, yeah, oh, Dylan Walsh. Well, I guess he tried to rape his girlfriend. He's like, oh, that guy's going to die. Oh, well, so he's dead. That's the end of that? Yeah, yeah. totally. The, the mafia killed him anyway. <laughs> exactly. So they get to this restaurant, and this party is just destroyed by this huge fight scene. It's a big rumble. I don't know why um, the horde of ex-husbands show. Oh, because Dylan Walsh tells them, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, is this kid. Right, because they go back to the Robert Loge's house, and the woman opens the door, and she's like, who's that guy? That's not who I was fucking. Yeah. 
you know, so he's like, oh, pizza delivery guy. I know where he is right now. And the moral of the story is, folks, just because Larry Bird thinks somebody's gay doesn't mean that they are. Right. (laughs) It's true. So there's just there's a big kerfuffle. There's also this is where he's like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And Larry Bird's like, girlfriend. Oh, thank God. God. Right before he does this thing of like, you know what, son? Oh, yeah. I don't care if you're a fruit. Well, he does it. It's a really gross scene because he's like, you know what, son? I don't care if you're gay or whatever. We'll figure that out. But don't because he overhears on the phone like, I'm going to bring you to my dad, my parents' anniversary party. He's like, oh, man, a fruit at my anniversary party. (laughs) So he comes, he he, he like cuts his son off. He's like, you know, I don't care if you're whatever. But today's not really the day for you and your lover to announce yourselves, right? He says that. Yeah, it's really, he does. It's yeah. really hurtful and fucked up. You know what well, I mean? Well, because he sees T-1000 enter, <laughs> and he's like, there's the there's the kid that's porking my son. Yeah. He's just, uh, I'm sure I'll grow to love you, Alex. And he's like, Alex, I'm Tony, and I'm going to kidnap your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "My wife, huh?" And they just everybody right. just starts fighting Dude, with everybody. Tony says, "Like she needs a real man." Yeah. Yep. And then Larry Bird's like, "You're talking to me," and it's instantly the entire place gets caught up into a a, a, a spitting dust ball <laughs> yes, of yeah. punches and kicks. <laughs> Dude, it's like a Three Stooges pie fight scene. Mm, yeah. Everybody is getting fucked up like everybody is fighting in this, this scene. scene ends with a piano falling on a cop car for some reason <laughs> and i don't know why because they're trying the ex-husbands are trying to like squish patrick dempsey behind it. it's like it's like biff like i'm gonna ram him you know? yeah <laughs> like that's what happened and he like ducks out of the, the way and this piano goes out the window and yes lands on a cop car and by the way assault is illegal so these guys are totally fucked oh yeah these so dudes, is abduction, so is whatever the fuck they did to Dylan Walsh. Assaulting a police officer because they're in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And they try, everybody tries to like slink back inside and you hear like over the radio that he's like, ah, uh, guys, yeah, let's just hold it right there. <laughs> you clearly dumped a piano. This is us. also, for some reason, Dylan Walsh's mom's at this restaurant too. Yeah, I don't get that, but I that's guess how he finds out about the porking. Maybe they're friends with the Sure, I guess it's, just, it's all Beverly Hills, whatever. What yeah. a shock. It's not really fully developed in this movie. <laughs> Beverly Hills white people they know each other <laughs> so she makes a, a remark about how she was fu- like you could tell that she was one of the women that was get you know in on this action the porkening yeah the porkening <laughs> and then dylan walsh is like mom you fucked my friend my enemy friend <laughs> my frenemy <laughs> you fucked my frenemy you fucked him. i tried to rape his girlfriend mom <laughs> and then at the end we're just ballroom dancing we're just dancing Dancing oh, yeah. out to the, the girlfriend's credits. just like, oh, I love you anyway. And it's like, what and why? Like, you broke up with this guy for being a turd. Yep. And he slept yeah. with 45 women. And you're like, cool. Quadrupling cool. the turd- turdism. Without a condom, by the way, dude. That's just, <laughs> that is but a sewage dick if you ever saw one. He made, yes, it is. He made enough money. To get back to school, he's a he's a. Where did that two hundred dollars come from, though? Because he didn't fuck his mom. He was two hundred bucks short. Well, I guess you just save up your senior pizza paychecks. Maybe he makes his girlfriend's 
pay two hundred dollars to, <laughs> to, to see what he's learned. You know what? I, I will take you back after six weeks of STI testing. Talk yeah, to totally. you later. Yep. Once you come back with a clean bill of health, maybe we'll talk about it. Like I want this doctor yeah. to put you through the <laughs> ringer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, and when you come out squeaky clean, then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be spring semester by the time it's all said and done. By the time he's checked every nook and cranny on you. But then maybe for some reason I'll consider getting back together. There's no way, right? There, no. He's, he's got something. He has to have something. <laughs> but not only that, like, you're not taking this guy back. No. If you do, it's a day or two. Yeah. Like, what down the line? It's like, uh, so this is my husband. How did we meet? Well, we were dating in college, and then he was a gigolo for a while, and then I took him back. Uh, and then we just decided to get married. Like, the sequel, right? Lover Boy 2. Well, at the end, he's like, <laughs> back oh. on the lamb. <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go back to college. Because his dad's like, ah, you know what? You learned your lesson being a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> And, but he's like, oh, you know, you you learned your lesson. You worked so hard this summer. Don't worry, I'll pay for your college because I'm rich anyway. And that's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back and be pre-med and take a photography course. And like he learned all this stuff from all these yeah. women. It's like, you know what? Shut up. And also, what happened to you being a punk? <laughs> well, like, that went right out the window the day he left college. I just don't get it. Why you would you why? drop that? Why, why have it in the first place? I'll tell you why. Number one. To get girls in college, and that's the only reason people do this, right? Sure. <laughs> and then he does. He's, he's back home. Whatever. He doesn't need it anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't have all those party friends to impress because he's. Oh, he only knows losers in, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> well, but so that's my question. Then, when they go back to college, is he punking out again? Is he putting on those torn jeans, the spiky leather jacket, and? Bleaching the hair again? I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll just do the leather jacket. Maybe he'll meet it halfway. Because it kind of just sounds like this movie had no clue what it was doing. Nope. <laughs> would anybody recommend this movie? I guess I would not. It's <laughs> just, oh, God, that was suspenseful. It was. It was a real... Because there's enough... It's really stupid, but it actually is about 15 minutes too long. Like the, 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 Yeah. Because the to your point, the Patrick Dempsey storyline fizzles out about hour twelve. Yeah, and then it's just a lot of like new stuff that they just add at the end, just d plots for no reason. No, nah, it's not for me. Enthusiastic recommend. Wow, wow. All right. seek it out. Oh my wow. god. Well, it's like a time capsule. It right, is a relic right. of, an, you know, of a buying on it. It's like you you find the Eraserhead baby in an alley. You're gonna take it inside for you know to see what that's about. A little. <laughs> not saying you're keeping it around sure you might want to get a better look at it (laughs) i mean i don't know if you wanted to see what patrick dempsey was like in movies before he was on gray's anatomy sure i don't this movie is like so outdated that it's just like obnoxious to watch and not for me at least like not in an interesting time capsule way just like a ah fuck we were like that and you know what i don't like Patrick Dempsey at all, and I, I never, don't. I never have. Yeah. No, I never will. No, I, I've I, hated him since I saw him for the first time in something in Scream Three. Yes, as that movie loving detective, and I was like, "Well, that guy's a jerk." And now he's been on TV for ten years. I will say, I probably saw this movie in like ninety one, ninety two. Sure. So that's tainted for me. Did this make bit. the rounds on HBO? Where were you oh, watching this? Yeah, it must have. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the movie channels. It sure. didn't make it on Cinemax. That's for sure. <laughs> Not a tit in sight. I agree with your grievances, <laughs> Lord Cinemax. <laughs> That's Loverboy from 1989, directed by Joan Micklin-Silver, the director of Invisible Child. 
Check out the other shows on our network, sideshownetwork.tv. For more information about our fine program, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. And right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Could this movie have used a condom purchasing montage? I think yes. <laughs> As does Steve. Have you ever been on a condom purchasing montage? <laughs> you know what a condom purchasing montage is? That movie Trojan Wars. Yeah. We got to do that movie. It's coming up at some point, man. The film career of Will Friedel. Yikes. One and done. Rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get the fine program. We would greatly appreciate it. Clue for next week's episode. Rap break. <laughs> Excuse me? Rap break. Rap break. Okay. As in stopping the movie dead to do some rapping. We ain't talking Christmas presents. (laughs) (laughs) So until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steve Zadek. Take it easy.